Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. Listen up. WinBet is now live in all these states, and the excitement of Win Las Vegas has finally landed in online sports betting and casino play. From boosted parlays to live in-game offs on every major sport, WinBet gives you the tools to win. Sign up today for your risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com to start winning. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. Welcome in, guys. It is... Tuesday night, the Ides of March. Uh, again, my wife's birthday today, so thanks for letting me do two shows today. Uh, boss, I guess. <laughs> Chad's yeah. the boss, but Thank we all know. Me. He said he said tell happy birthday to the doc as well. So, uh, yeah, Carl, how you doing, man? We uh, we keep, I don't want to say we're lucking out, but, man, these Tuesday shows, <laughs> they've been, like, really waiting for you and I to come on here to talk about building the actual Broncos or to assess uh, how building the Broncos feels about how the Broncos are being built. Right. You know, we have our, our private chat that we always talk on some different things and, you know, nothing against Chad and Zach, but I was saying, I hope the big stories happen after their show, just because I really wanted us to be able to talk about all the the big stuff today with all of you guys. And, and it is, it's exciting to see what the Broncos are doing to build this team. It is, uh, it's scary and good all at the same time. Like it could be, it could work out great and outstanding for the Broncos. It could work out terrible on honestly on some of these things, but uh, so we're, we're seeing, I think the, the work of, of Peyton, where he's saying, okay, I got a quarterback. Now I got to go take some risks. Yeah. If we're really going to be top team in the AFC West, we got to put out some, some risk out there. And, you know, I mean, chiefs trading for Frank Clark, uh, that was a risk. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they, they made some different signings of some players that were pretty risky, but it got them over the top. Yeah. The bucks bringing in Tom Brady when it looked like he was kind of getting over the hill. Boom. He rejuvenates his career. Well, really, he just got talent to throw to, um, you know, th- those kind of things that you just you got to you got to take some risk to get to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the AFC West. Um, it's an arms race right now. Not to be, uh, I guess, tone deaf to the, the <laughs> what's going on in the world right now. But I mean, it really is. I mean, just literally the AFC West is incredible. And I guess outside of the Raiders, not making many moves, but we'll see what happens here. Let's say hello to some people in the chat. Good vibes going here. We're really excited about how this team is coming together. Dylan Bonarks, uh, the one, the one and the only Dylan. Sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in and subscribe. If you haven't already, Dylan's all business, always super serious. No, thank you, Dylan so much. Uh, Diamond Rattler coming in too. boom. Let's go. Great to see you. Uh, we got Z saying building a beast of a team, building the beast. Maybe that they got to maybe get a few more uh, trench players there before I'm ready to say building the beast. But uh, that's that's OK. You you don't have to have the world's best offensive line and defensive line when you got a franchise quarterback. Uh, we got Slippy coming in here saying this move makes me a little nervous, but at the same time, hopefully it works out. And I'm sure Gregory was cheaper than Von Miller and Chandler Jones will be. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Uh, Slippery 702. Um, let's get into it. So the big announcement today is uh, Randy Gregory announced coming to the Broncos, spurning the, I guess, spurring maybe the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Got to get the pun in there. And uh, just taking the deal that the Cowboys had and essentially copying and pasting it over to the Broncos. It does sound like there was some language with the Cowboys as far as uh, protections, as the Cowboys will call it, uh, in case Rick Gregory gets injured, doesn't play, or has performance enhancing drugs or dr- drugs in general that cause him to be suspended. 
Uh, so takes that personally and uh, takes that deal. And he is now a Denver Bronco. And let's go, let's go first. Carl, what was your first impression when you heard that the Broncos were actually, there's a big pivot and Randy Gregory, Gregory is on his way to Denver. Well, did, did you see how some of the Dallas media tried to cover it up a little bit here? Yeah. <clears throat> they were just saying that there was a misunderstanding that they put this language in all their contracts except for Dax and that, that Randy Gregory just didn't understand that this is a part of what they do. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, that sounds like a lot of trying to save face it for the franchise yeah. here rather yeah. than, yeah, they, they made some major, major mistakes there and somebody changed the language of the contract after it was agreed to. And um, so their, their loss Broncos game, you know, my, my first reaction, I, I posted earlier today, um, maybe the Broncos got saved from themselves. And we got Brian Greenfield coming in here with the $5 super chat saying, what's your grade on this signing? I give it a C plus. I'll give it, I'll give it a B with a really big chance to get moved up to an A. Like th th there's some, some bonus questions that if they get answered, right, bump this up to an A, uh, you know, yeah. the more I look into him as a person, um, you know, you, you look at the three big suspensions that he had that he's been suspended for like 53 games, but then you look at, okay, the last couple of years, he's really worked to clean up his life, clean up some of his, his drug habits that he's had in the past. Uh, I, <laughs> I was listening to, um, a Cowboys media guy earlier. And they said he switched from, uh, from weed to, to chew. So hmm. he took one habit and put it in a different one. And anyway, uh, but he was also on the Cowboys leadership council for their hmm. players, which I mean, that that's a pretty big deal to go from player that's suspended all these times to now he's a leader in the locker room. Part of the last defensive coaching staff that got fired was big. The big part of it was because the front office was like, you're not playing Randy Gregory enough. You yeah. got to get this guy on the field. He's too talented not to be on the field yeah. as a pass rush guy. The sky's the limit for him. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think he could become more than what he's even shown so far. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I remember him coming out of college at Nebraska and thinking this guy looks like a top five, top 10 pick. Um, the burst he has, the length he has now he's, he was very light coming out of Nebraska playing at about 235, but he's gotten that weight up a bit. Um, yeah. Great length, great bend. The acceleration, uh, you can use him on twists and stunts. Um, very, very, very talented. Still only 29 years old, but the caveat is he's been suspended many times due to marijuana usage. Um, this, since the previous collective bargaining agreement, that's not as much of an issue anymore. And obviously, you know, if he's, you know, doing anything to the, to the extent where uh, he's not able to perform on the field, that can be a problem. But as far as getting dinged and suspended for using marijuana that's not going to be an issue as long as he's not getting behind the wheel uh, knock on wood i guess for that um for every day i hate, hate to even say it but you know that's same with alcohol uh but yeah really really talented great length um not the best run stopper but he can get after the passer uh so right. i'm really excited and as well my concern always was the on the field intelligence level um sometimes he makes some undisciplined plays that leave a bad taste in my mouth. I just gets a little bit too amped out there. Uh, it'll make some boneheaded plays in that regard. And that's something we'll have to follow here. Um, and just what the contract structure is going to look like. I figured cap exploding, uh, young pass rusher, one of the younger, better ones on the market. I figured he'd get a top 10, top 15 level contract just in terms of APY. I think he's only 26th in terms of average value per year, which is great for a guy who's only 29. Now there is some risk of course, but the way the contract structure is set up uh five years, 70 million, $10 million signing bonus with only 28 million guaranteed 4 million in 2022 base salary and 14 million in 2023. Uh, his contract is essentially 
a two-year deal. And if he, uh, if it's not, if he's not good this year, he gets injured or some Lord knows what happens. It's not going to probably hurt you very much long-term. It's essentially a two-year deal. So on the surface, I was like, oh man, he's going to get paid. What are you doing? You could have paid just, you know, 2 million more for a better product, probably um, more known product in Chandler Jones and Von Miller. The way the contract is set up, I am ecstatic. I, I could not be more excited. Uh, Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus says it's the best deal any team has given out so far in free agency. Um, wow. So, I mean, this you got a premier, a possible premier pass rusher. They shouldn't be done yet, whether it be in the draft or maybe even another pass rusher uh, coming up. But yeah, this is a this is a splash move, and I'm really yeah. excited to see what he can do. Um, but let's get to Chad Shiny Marble here real quick. Go ahead, girl. Yeah, he says, there's something special about Broncos country. Yes, there is. Yes. Mile High Magic struck again in the form of George Payton. Yeah, he has been quite the savior here. The man is almost single-handedly saving our franchise. The marble is excited for our future. Let's freaking go. Did he speak about himself in third person there? I guess so. But yeah. no, that, that's, that's fine. Uh, in this kind of situation, you're right. Payton, right now, it's hard to argue with what he's done for the Broncos. Yeah. His first draft looked great. A lot of his free agents did pretty decent that first year, considering most free agents kind of never live up to their contract. Uh, this class is starting to look pretty darn good as well. Of course, you got uh, Russell Wilson in. I mean, that, that's an A+. plus. That, that's, that's a savior kind of move that, that you make there. Um, we got Stumpy McGrumpy coming in here saying, I believe Gregory and DJ will thrive within our defense. And ED saying, newly converted Broncos fan here in Russ We Trust. Yes, yes, we yeah. do trust in him. <clears throat> and there's some some great pictures out today of him being already at the Denver hospital, mm -hmm. meeting with kids. And and uh, so it's just really cool to see that, that, you know, even beyond just him as a player on the field, to know that you got a great one in the community that's going to invest in Denver and invest in people and players and everything. I mean, it just uh, he is quite a special person to bring into the Broncos and Chris Hernandez. Thank you for the stars there. Appreciate yeah. it. And uh, a couple things I wanted to say that have really helped ease me about this Randy Gregory situation. One Duke Miniweather, We've had him on our show before. And uh, we, we really love that guy. If you've never heard of him, he is kind of the offensive line guru that doesn't work in the NFL, but does kind of thing. Cause he works with he's most. Yeah. He's a trainer. He, he does that offensive line. Um, Big comp, yeah, masterminds thing. I mean, he gets some of the top offensive linemen working with him. And he said a few days ago, he said, Randy Gregory is, let me, let me pull it up here real quick. He said, many of my offensive tackles I work with hate playing versus 94. They said most difficult combo of speed and power to keep under wraps. And then Robert Mathis said that he is the pass rusher. No one is talking about, but should be. And then in his tweet, there was a bunch of retired pass rushers that were commenting saying, yeah, you need to be talking about this guy. He is, he is phenomenal. And so when yeah. you're talking uh, other pass rushers, no other pass rushers, mm -hmm. offensive linemen, no pass rushers. So when they're saying those kind of things, you know, you've got a guy that he does have talent. That's that should not be a question here. Yeah. Like I said, it's just some of the off the field stuff, injuries, and a little bit of the, the run fit. How's he going to do when you're going to dime packages and teams are running at him because I watched a little bit of some Dallas games earlier today and man, teams love to run at him mm -hmm. and he, he gets pushed back some. So, I mean, he made a few nice plays where he really shed the block cause he is long, but he is he's, long. he's, he's, he's just got to get a little better of anchoring down, understanding where the play is going. Um, you know, we got Salvi nation saying sup Broncos family. Thank you for joining okay. us here today. And, uh, 
Mike S. saying, what's up, Broncos country? Thank you guys all for joining us here this evening. James Hyatt saying, evening, Nick and Carl and Broncos country. I feel like we are getting good players for the defense. Glad Jewel is back, too. Yeah, that's one we haven't even talked about yet. Yeah. I think that's one of the best signings the Broncos have made. And Kathy Lund with a $2 super chat saying, please tell us the scoop on DJ Jones. Thanks. Well, first, uh, we need to spend the next 50 minutes talking about Ben Bradison. Um, the, no, I'm just kidding guys. Uh, so I mean, gosh, maybe the cushion bear will be on the move with something like that, but, uh, yeah, let's do Kathy first. DJ Jones, um, Randy, I would say Randy Gregory is the big splash so far. Um, but DJ Jones, three or 30 million, 20 million guaranteed. So that unlike Randy Gregory's contract where it's 70 million, right. For five years, but a lot of that money, it's only 28 guaranteed, uh, only that's I mean, gosh, I wish I had 1 million guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Um, God, uh, but, um, DJ Jones, three years, 20 million. That's a lot guaranteed per season. Broncos really wanted him. It sounds like he took less to come to Denver um, to play with Russell Wilson and this team rather than the Jets. Uh, that's the other team that's the rumor out there, which is kind of a, God, sorry, uh, Robert Salah, who is the, uh, the former 49ers defensive coordinator, now the head coach of the Jets. Hey, we need you for our scheme. You know what? I'm going to go play with a better quarterback. The universe corrects itself. Broncos <laughs> had that happen with DJ Reader saying, uh, Drew Locke or Joe Burrow? I'm going to take Joe Burrow. Um, now we have uh, DJ Jones making it all right. We're getting the other DJ, hopefully the better DJ. Still, I think only 26 years old, one of the best run-stuffing, run-stopping defensive tackles in football recently. I am curious to see how his usage is as far as is he going to be playing the five technique or the four eye or the four, whatever you consider it, uh, which was Shelby Harris in base package, or is he going to be playing the one technique, the zero technique, the Mike Purcell in uh, base package? I'm not sure, but paying him that much, he's going to be on the field in sub. He's going to be on the pick field, nickel, dime, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, he's going to be a lot of fun. Um, man, he's a plug. I think he's got a little bit of pass rush juice too for that nose tackle spot that Purcell just doesn't have, hasn't been able to healthy, but it's honestly never had. So uh, really excited about him. The run stuff last year, the Broncos between the A-gaps were 30th in the NFL in uh, run stuffs. Not very good. Uh, I think they were like 28th in the B-gaps too, so not very good. Um, this will help them a heck of a lot in that regard. And people get upset. You know, Broncos pass rush last year was terrible. They're also one of the worst teams in football last year defensively on average yards to go on third down. Constantly third and three, third and four, third and two. Yep. And when you do that, it's harder to obviously stop them because the deep offense has more plays that they can pull from. You have to respect the play action more, et cetera, et cetera. So it should help. Right. Everything. I'm really excited to hear, uh, see what he does. Broncos paid a premium for him for what he does, but he, what he does at his age, his health to his durability key. Um, that's, it's a really good signing for the Broncos, I believe. Right. And, and I think it's kind of interesting. You got almost complete opposite types of players. Yeah. Randy Gregory, the, the pass rush specialist, DJ Jones, the, the run specialist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, I, I bet they're going to put them next to each other because it is going to probably help one another with, with being able to get some different opportunities. Uh, we got Michaela Parker coming in with a 999 super chat saying, you guys think the Jones and Gregory signings are solid. Uh, yeah. I, I think yeah. they, they add some risk. I mean, like I said, with Gregory, his past, you, you kind of worry, is that going to rear its ugly head? Injuries, he hasn't played a full 17 games or 16 games, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. He's never done that. And for the most part, when he was with the Cowboys, I think he only had one game in his entire time with the Cowboys where he played more than 70% of the snaps on defense. So now all of a sudden you're paying him to be that guy when he has never been that guy. Now he hasn't yeah. been given the opportunity because Cowboys have had a lot of pass rushers. And so they're rotating guys like crazy and putting them in their best position to, to win. Um, the Jones one, I think that's going to be a solid signing pretty much unless he gets hurt. Yeah. You know, he, he's going to bring something to the table. He's going to live up to his contract. 
Maybe not. I mean, like I said, you kind of hope that he can bring a little more in the pass rush department than he has throughout his career, but he's still okay in that department. He's not completely inept. But uh, to be fair on DJ Jones, he's played with some studs on that 49ers line (laughs) as well. Uh, Fred Warner behind him is key. Um, He's played alongside Eric Armstead. He's played with Nick Bosa. Uh, Early in his career, he played with uh, DeForest Buckner. So, um, but he's hung on there and he's been the competent six round draft pick where these other guys are almost all premium investments. So I'm really excited about him again. You didn't get him on a discount. I think there's a little bit more tangible upside for the Gregory signing with the, the tools that he possesses. I mean, you can look at the stats and I do believe in, you know, statistics being there. They lie in football to an extent, but you still want to use them to help, you know, fill your knowledge when you're assessing a player. But when you watch Gregory's athleticism, movement skills, burst, bend flexibility hand technique i mean his uh this cross job is phenomenal i mean i think there's still his best football is yet to come as long as he can stay on the field and i think his hands have gotten a lot better too at nebraska i mean he would he might as well have been playing with no arms sometimes you know he, he had 34 inch arm length buddy like use those things right um and man uh really excited about that i went back and watched the uh clips from the Eagles game this last year clips from the patriots game and he was getting after it now i will say um, Demarcus Lawrence did a lot of forcing. Um, he was more of a force player for that pass rush where, uh, he would kind of do a little bit more of a interior pass rush through the tackle and it would cause the quarterback to have to change from the pocket, you know, move their position. And then Gregory, Gregory would eat it up, um, with the length and the speed that he had. So hopefully Chubb, or you can get a little bit more force there. Uh, but Gregory is going to create some havoc. No doubt about it. All right. We got Miguel coming in saying, Nick, the Broncos need you to work with whoever is in charge of their Twitter account. The way they trolled the Cowboys and the way you trolled Skip, uh, priceless. Oh, yeah. Nice pickup with Gregory. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, d- did you see what the Broncos did to the Cowboys? I did not see it. Um, what I, did I they think they, they put a, a little, sorry. Oh, yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I, there were some people that thought that was a little classless of the Broncos to do, but I'm like, eh, it's it's all in fun. Yeah. I mean, gosh, it's, it's football and it's the free market there. So, uh. You know, if you didn't like it, maybe offer him a better deal. That's 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 the bottom line. I, yeah, sorry, man. Take the guy off. <laughs> um, thank you, Miguel, so much for your uh, support and appreciate the shout out. I like to c- consider myself a uh, a meme king there on uh, Twitter. So yeah, oh, here we go. Uh, Broncos troll the Cowboys after uh, getting him. So, yep. Oh, it's the yeah. It's way too small for my screen, so I can't see anything. Look at look at Scott doing. We'll get things. there. Wow, look at that man. Surprise! Oh, it's oh it. surprise. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I thought it's it was yeah. It's I knew it started good. with an S. Yeah, you're close. We'll go <laughs> yeah. count it. Um, that's yeah, awesome. Oh, look at this. I don't know if you guys can see this on your end. Thank you so much for the stars, Miguel. We appreciate you. We got Russell Wilson um <laughs> flexing there um Ooh. from Twitch with the sticker there. Uh looking good. It's awesome. Um so, yeah, it's surprise. Everybody got there. Surprise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah amazing. My bad. Went to bed last night thinking I was watching Randy Gregory because there was some hype about him maybe going to the Broncos. Like, you know what? I'm sitting here. Our heat's finally back on. Um, so I've been sleeping on the couch with the dog because he jumps in out of the bed every 10 minutes and my wife can't sleep with that. So I'm like, okay, it's 11 o'clock and I can't sleep all 22 Randy Gregory. And I'm like, okay, I can see where it's at um, with him. Really interesting to see. Um, then I, th- then I get the word. Oh, he's going to sign. Well, whatever uh, is what it is. We're going to get Chandler Jones anyway. Probably that'll be fun. Nope. Randy Gregory and more tangible upside um, than Von Miller than, and uh, Chandler Jones, I believe, but definitely more, much more of a floor as well. Jesse 13 coming in 199 says it feels like 2012 all over again, man. The good times are just getting rolling. And uh, with you guys hanging out with us, we've had some eventful Tuesdays here. Has, has it been one week since Russell Wilson was traded? Yep. Is that, it feels like Russell Wilson's been a Bronco for 20 years already. I, this yep. week has gone by 
so fast, but also so slow. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us. And man, the good times are going to keep going here. Obviously some holes left to be filled for the Broncos, but it's going to be so much more fun to talk about this team when everything doesn't come back to, well, is the quarterback good enough? Quarterback's good enough. Um, now it's about the rest of it. So God, let's, let's play some ball. I'm excited. Lawrence Rivera for as much as quarterbacks, for as much quarterbacks, Von bashed, I'm sad we couldn't get him. Uh, one that that's all he wanted. I think he's saying I'm sad we didn't bring Von back essentially how many he backed, you know, cause he would say Trevor Simeon's oh. the greatest Paxton Lynch. Oh yeah. That guy's going to be great. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, he, he was a good teammate that way publicly. He did great of being the hype man. You know, you kind of got tired of it after a while. Cause you're like, okay, come on. We all know this guy is not a good quarterback. Yep. <laughs> you don't have to keep saying it, buddy. Um, yeah. And we got Travis Weber saying, good evening, Nick, Carl, Scott and Broncos country. Maybe Gregory wanted that Rocky Mountain high, just joking, but like the pickup, if he stays out of trouble, should be a solid player. Some fans not happy, never satisfied, but remember, it's the name on the front, not on the back. Do you see Denver still possibly trying to get the tackle from Dallas and who is possibly targeting for defensive back, safety, and free agency? You know, here's the deal. This first year, Grandy Gregory has a $6 million cap hit. So it, it does set up the Broncos where they can still go make moves if they really want to. Uh, we don't know the DJ Jones, how it's all structured quite yet, but they can still go rework a lot of different deals if they really want to, you know, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, all those deals can actually be reworked already. They just signed them. Hey, now let's go rework your deal. Garrett Bowles. You can go rework that deal. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the big one right now is, is Wilson. I mean, none of his contract is guaranteed. I'm sure he probably wants to get a, a, contract sign in case he gets hurt. I mean, he was hurt a little bit this last year, but uh, I, I'd rather push that to next year if you possibly can, because this cap, it's not that bad this year at all. And, mm -hmm. but again, Broncos have plenty of room. If they really want to go make some moves, if they find somebody, they just can't live without go for it. And they can. Yep. Absolutely. Todd coming in here. Good to see you again, Todd. Will Gregory play outside linebacker now or will he play in the trenches? I think there's the lines are kind of being blurred here. Um, so some of the scheme is going to be outside linebacker. Some of it, he'll be the, the defensive end. Uh, it sounds like the Broncos Evero said, excuse me, Avero said he's going to be a, a three, four base, but the more and more, it sounds like the Broncos don't really believe in the three, four base. It's going to be a nickel slash sub or a nickel slash dime heavy defense. So let's just call him an edge rusher. He's going to be the guy that's on the line of scrimmage most of the time uh, rushing the passer. There'll probably be some exotic looks where, you know, Baron Browning will step down or you'll have a safety step down on the edge outside of Gregory, but he's mainly going to be lined up where you'd expect a Von Miller to be lined up, where you'd expect a Bradley Chubb to be lined up, a DeMarcus Ware, you know, that the edge rusher, I think is the, uh, the vernacular that I prefer to use. Yeah. He did play some three tech for them because when their NASCAR packages where they tried to get as many great pass rushers on the line yeah. as possible. And, and so he did have some ability to, to go inside if you need him to. Don't want him to do that very often, but you know, if you want to mix some things up every once in a while, go for it. Yeah. We got retro coming in saying George Payton, Russ and Hackett, all great human beings, great environment for Gregory. Your team is only as good as who you have at the top. Uh, you're right. I mean, Broncos have a lot of great leadership in the building right now. A lot of good guys. Uh, you know, Justin Simmons is another that I think is a, a really, really good guy, a really hard worker. And, and so you can bring in a little bit of some risky players. And know that those guys can keep that locker room going. And like I said, he he was on their leadership council this last year. So yeah. I think some of that past problems for him, I think they really are in the past. Yeah. You know, now obviously people can relapse and all those kind of things, but I, I you gotta love the story. 
And it's really neat to read like Dallas media. They love the guy. I mean, like they loved him as a human. Most of them are just like, man, we wish this guy the best. It sucks that he's leaving the Cowboys. Like they're, they're actually pretty upset about it. You can always kind of tell a little bit of, uh, if fans are actually ticked, the person's gone. That means a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. because usually they're trying to justify like, okay, yeah, we can live without this guy. That's no big deal. See you later. But they're actually pretty ticked that he's gone. Yeah. Well, they thought they had him too in the back. We'll see if Jerry Jones that turns around now and, uh, throws a massive deal at Bond Miller, which is very possible and would be very Jerry Jones like to, uh, feel like he needs to overcompensate for a mistake or something like that. But we'll see. We got Amy bright in the house. Hello to our, one of our favorite mile high huddle ladies here. Uh, good to see you, Amy. And, I love the comment here. The outlaw is coming back. Let's freaking go. Yeah, Carl. I mean, you and I have said for a while, I actually dropped a, uh, maybe it was a little bit disparaging this morning, but I'm like, I'm, I was getting so tired of the Kenny Young is better than Josie Jewell comments. I'm like, learn ball. Like, what, what are we doing here? Like, what are we, what are we watching? Um, the Broncos bring back Josie Jewell, uh, two-year deal, 11 million. Uh, he's going to help solidify the room. Is he going to be a, you know, matching up against Travis Kelsey in the slot? No. Uh, point to me, one linebacker in football right now that you feel okay with Travis Kelsey lined up against the slot with, you know, without help, they don't exist. You're not asking your linebackers to do that. There's a reason that you're seeing linebackers taken off the field at a rate that we've never seen before in NFL history. Um, so jo- Josie Jewel back uh, last year when he was hurt, Ed Donatel raved about him and his, um, his leadership as well. Um, how he's brought along Baron Browning and jo- Jonas Griffith. So uh, I'm really excited to have Josie back for a contract that is very, very uh, solid um, safe and uh, really raises the floor of the room. Uh, my biggest concern with right. Josie is his injuries. Um, he has had durability issues. Um, no doubt about that, but, uh, for two years, 11 million, he is going to be a very good linebacker for you here and offer you some competency. Yeah. No doubt about that. Right. I, I love the idea of him and Browning being next to each other. You got yeah. one of the, the smartest pre-snap linebackers next yeah. to one of the more athletic. And we, we saw many times when Jewel and Johnson were next to each other. Jewel helped Johnson look good at times. Yeah. I mean, he would tell him, hey, get over here. This is where it's going. And then Johnson would shoot through the gap and boom, there's where the play was going. Yeah. And, and so he was, like I said, he's the general on the field. That, that's what you love to see. And the Broncos missed that big time. Their, their defense fell off there for a while. And it, it took them a while to kind of get some things going. And they, they still never quite got back to what they were. And, and so, like I said, he is big time for that defense, not really because he's an athlete, not because he's the greatest player, but just because he really does make sure everybody's in the right place, right time. And, you know, like I said, he, he's even moving before the snap of the ball. Like he's yeah. going to where the ball's going. And, and it just, if you can have that in your linebacker, man, it makes a world of difference. And everybody wants that sideline to sideline backer. But now that you have so much too high safeties, those guys are the ones that are reacting and coming down and filling outside the hash marks in the quick pass game and the run game more than ever. Um, you do need your safeties to tackle. You do need your cornerbacks to tackle for that. But for the linebackers in the scheme that we've seen here in Denver and the one that is taking over the NFL right now with so much too high match quarters, you need your linebackers to be very, very solid in run fits. You need them to be great. Uh, tacklers and you need them not to make mistakes with missteps and misdiagnosing plays to create a avoid be misaligned with a zone defense in the back end. And you don't have that issue with Josie as much. Um, you see a guy I like to, I remember when the draft happened and we, I was laughing like they uh, sat on a whoopee cushion. Uh, maybe I shouldn't have been laughing. I said that, uh, 
Oh, the Chargers, they traded up for Kenneth Murray. Horrible pick. Great athlete. Dude is chasing cars every single play. Like, has no idea. Like, takes the first cheese every time. The, the Chiefs with their uh, jet sweeps, he's going to have his hips wrong every time. Um, they did end up taking Justin Herbert the draft, too, so it doesn't really matter. But um, that's the thing. Where the linebacker position, yes, it's great to have a guy with every single tool in the book, but it's more important that if they're competent, they're not making mistakes, they're doing their job, and they're limiting yak when guys come in their vicinity. And Josie does a really, really, really good job at that. So, good deal. Um, man, the Broncos are super competent um, at that position. I, I mean, I was I was going to be okay going into the draft with Jonas Griffith and Baron Browning and seeing how the draft fell to us and maybe bringing back Micah Kaiser for cheap. I thought Josie Jewell was going to get all out there and get a bigger contract. I've heard that he did have better offers out there, wanted to come to Denver, wanted to come back to this team. Um, so happy to see that. And uh, really, I think you can probably all but close the book on the Broncos at linebacker unless they bring in somebody super cheap like a Micah Kaiser or like a Kenny Young who might get a vet men kind of deal as a uh, borderline rosterable player. Right. Yep. So yeah, so, I, like I said, I'm I'm more than pumped, more than pumped for that kind of signing. We got Dennis Woods coming in here with the super chat saying, do you see us going after the right tackle in free agency or draft or both? Also, does Jones and Jewel signing mitigate Gregory's weakness against the run? DB for life, MHH for life. Uh, you know, I, I do. I think right tackle, I, I don't think they're done in free agency with yeah. that position. Now, how big of a splash, if it's Leo Collins, whether it's Dennis Kelly, you know, th there, there's a few other names out there that they could go after. You know, it, there's different tiers. Yeah. It kind of depends a little bit on, well, one, if Collins even becomes available. Mm-hmm. There's some talk that the Patriots are trying to trade for him. We'll, we'll see on that. Um, but yeah, and then I still think in the draft, you still go find your guy that you think could be the future of the position. You know, the, it's tackle usually is one of those positions that takes a little bit of time. Yeah. Most guys don't come in day one and dominate. They usually get dominated for a little while. It takes them a, takes them a bit to get used to the NFL strength, the NFL speed. And, and so you like to give them a year or two to kind of develop into that. No, absolutely. I like to give him a little bit of time. It's a position that is so people think of it as an athlete position, but really offensive line is such a skill position because the hand technique, the placement of your body, I mean, the footwork, if you don't have good technique at the offensive tackle spot, you're going to get cooked. Um, name comes to mind. One of the biggest uh, offensive line busts in the last decade was uh, Greg Robinson from Auburn. And he tested like a freak. All his metrics mm -hmm. were insane. Massive athlete. You know, if he got his hands on you, you were getting driven back. Rams took him at number two overall. Um, I think in the same draft, they took Aaron Donald, man. They had so uh, one super bust and one incredible, one of the best picks of the last decade. Um, but um yeah, you know, it's such a skill position. It typically takes a little bit of time for those guys, even if they even if they have great tools. Travis coming in. That means I got to get my special hat on. Good to see you, Travis. Um, there we go. Evening, <laughs> fellas. Kind of shocked about Randy Gregory. No doubt. If he stays out of trouble, he could be solid. I think he'd be a little better than solid, honestly, with his tools. But we'll see. Also ecstatic about Josie Jewell. Don't know much about DJ Jones, but hope he's an upgrade. Um, kind of a story going back. I went and covered the combine uh, three years, and DJ Jones was one of my pets in that draft class in the fifth, sixth round. Cause Broncos needed a nose tackle. I think that was the, might've been the year they brought into Montepeco. Um, but I absolutely love DJ Jones. I kind of hit it off with, uh, Andrew Mason at the combine and, uh, John Ledyard with our love of DJ Jones. And, uh, Oh, he's not the biggest. He's six foot dudes, a fire hydrant. He fires back and he is so strong at the point of attack and, Oh, he's six foot it, in the trenches. Sometimes being six foot, isn't the worst because guess what? He always, almost always has leverage almost yep. always wins the leverage battle. So um, yeah, he's going to be a really good signing. They definitely paid a premium for him. Like I said earlier for what he does, but still he's going to help you upgrade there and he should help you live more in a too high world, live in a six 
men in the box against the run on first and second down world much more than they've had the last three years. Um, so really, really good signing. And we got Travis coming back again saying, I saw today we're in talks for Collins from Dallas as well. Can't spell his first name. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of connections there for the Broncos, and obviously it's a huge need. He's a very good player. Now he, again, he's been suspended. He's had injuries, so he'd be a high-risk, high-reward kind of player. I, I'm a little concerned why teams are not – why he hasn't even been traded for yet because his contract really isn't that bad at all for the quality of player that he is. So the, there's got to be a little something there that has teams just saying, no, we want to see him get cut. Yeah, we'll definitely see what happens there with uh, Collins. I think that there's the Chargers just released Brian Bulaga, uh, who has had issues staying healthy there for them and for multiple teams now. He's on the market, and uh, maybe the Chargers make a move for Leal Collins. Still, they have some draft capital. They could do that. I also think that the uh, the Patriots moving Shaq, uh, Shaq Mason might be a team to keep an eye on for as well for Leal Collins. Apparently, they've been sniffing around, so we'll see. Um, Phil McLaughlin coming in here. I think Phil has another new profile picture. I don't know what's going on, Phil. You keep uh, switching it up on me, but I remember the name. Uh, how you doing, Phil? Um, evening, Nick, Carl, and Scott. I really hope we see Jewel back. Guess what? You're going to see it. Um, what do you guys think? MHH, go Broncos. Well, Phil, I got great news for you based on what we just talked about. Uh, Josie Jewel is back in Denver. And overall, I'd say the off-ball linebacker spot or the linebacker, whatever you want to call it, is done until the draft. Now, you guys, my new bit, it's not a bit, but uh, lean into it a little bit, hyperbole. Uh, the linebackers don't matter. The Broncos should be good at linebacker now. However, if there's a really good one that they love there at pick 64 and they've taken care of a few other needs prior to the draft, they shouldn't lean away from it. Um, that, that's a position where it's really a lot of value there. Also, Travis coming in again. Maybe Kareem Jackson back. We'll see. And uh, Daddy saying defense wins games. Let's go Broncos. Good teams win games, but uh, you need to have good defense and offense. And the Broncos are helping themselves. Couldn't stop the run last yep. year, and they couldn't get after the quarterback. Almost all your signings have been about that. Yeah, and, and it's nice... You know, I look at the Randy Gregory signing now and I say Broncos are hoping to be playing with the lead a lot. Yep. So you want guys that can get after the quarterback at that point. And and so he, obviously he fits that well. Um, but uh, we got Travis coming back saying Josie was a beast in college and he was on his way last year before he got hurt. It was Chad Greenway. Then Josie Jewell, Jack Campbell is the next one in the Hawkeye pipeline. Yeah, I, Iowa, that's what they're known for. Linebackers and offensive line. Tight ends. Oh, yeah. Sorry. My bad. Tied in you right there. Yeah. And then we got Lawrence Rivera saying, uh, haha, it might as well embrace the trade, even though I hated the decision. But that's not Gregory's fault. All he can do is play. He got to produce, though. Uh, they did not trade for him. They just he hit the market. Yep. And so, yeah, it's it is. It's a high risk, high reward kind of move. Really, if I look at the contract, I'd say it's more of a medium risk, high reward at this point. No, absolutely. Um, we got Mike Mile High Mike coming in. Do you guys think Mike or uh, OJ Howard would be a good pickup at a reasonable reasonable price? I absolutely do. Um, he's a little bit redundant if you are looking for a juxtaposition to Albert Okoibanom, um, where he's more of the get the ball to him in space and let him do some things, yak or stretch the seam. Um, but he's a better block blocker than Albert Okoibanom right now. And um, typically tight ends take three, four or five years before they really kind of come into their own. So maybe you'd be buying OJ Howard at just the right time where he starts to blossom into his own guy. Um, and obviously he hasn't had the opportunities in Tampa Bay. He's had a great quarterback, but there's been so many mouths to feed there. He's had injuries and he's not taking snaps away from Gronk um, when Tom Brady's there. So it would interest me. And um, with the contract setup of Randy Gregory, I think only counting 
six or eight million against the cap this year. Um, we'll see what DJ Jones's contract setup looks like as well. The Broncos might actually have a little bit more cap to play with, which it's smart. Um, I don't know why every team should do this with a contract. Like, oh man, the Broncos, the way they structured it, they're they're gonna have a huge cap hit the next year. Well, guess what? It's just going to roll over if you don't use it. So it's just an accounting thing to give yourself some space right now with the cap rollover. So uh, we'll right. see if, if there's a deal there they like, they can definitely go after it. Don't fully trust the Broncos to have this much cap room still. Why don't they use it? It's because there's some contracts that'll balloon next season, but with the rollover, you don't have to worry about it as much. Right. Well, and with the new TV deals coming in, yeah. cap is going to skyrocket. Yep. You know, it's kind of leveled off here for a couple of years. It, it's getting ready to, to boom again. So yep. I, I'm not too worried about having some bigger hits in, in later years. And, and like I said, the Broncos have so much flexibility with their contracts that they haven't gotten themselves into too much trouble at this point. Now yep. we'll have to see how they're going to work the whole Russell Wilson contract that, that's going to play into it. But but we've seen with teams, I mean, the, the Saints and the, the Packers, how much did they start over the cap this year? And they're still making moves. Yeah. I guess they've had to cut some players and rework deals and all that kind of stuff, but they're still figuring out ways to, to add players if they want to. And, you know, I we'll see. I, I have been hearing a little bit of Adams not being very happy with Packers and their offers. I think they offered him like 23 million and he's like, no, what's the tag. Want... He said he will not play on the tag no matter what. Yeah. And I think he's won something closer to like 27, 28 million from what I understand. So yeah, we'll, we'll see if the, uh, if the Packers get there with him and I was going to ask you, we got a question coming in here from, from Kathy about the, the nickel cornerback position. And we haven't really talked about that a whole lot. Uh, yeah. Dustin also coming in here saying what are reasonable options out there for the slot cornerback? Because I think this is probably one of the most underappreciated positions of need that the Broncos really have left on, on their needs list. Yeah. Yeah, no, slot is a big position that Broncos still need, especially if they're going to be living with five or six defensive backs in most positions or most uh, defensive uh, formations. So there's one that the Broncos definitely need. I'm, I've heard that the market for Bryce Callahan right now is higher than they want, um, but he's somebody with the injuries where he's at and also the fact that he might be a little bit scheme and positionally uh, limited, where if he comes back and the market's a little cold for him, you can bring him back. Uh, wouldn't be worried about that. I did have my eyes on DJ Reed, who just signed a big deal with the uh, the Jets, I believe. He would have been a good fit. Uh, there's also uh, Ward, who just signed a big deal with the 49ers. I thought would be a good fit. So some names to keep in mind there. Uh, I also like Taron Young, um, who'd been really good for the Ravens. He's had some injuries, too. He's he's essentially the Ravens version of, uh, of Bryce Callahan. But that's another name to keep in mind as well. So definitely looking for that. And we got Michaela Parker saying, thank you all you guys do. You rock. You rock as well. We also got Clark life. He told me he knows ball because Kenny Young's better than Josie Jewel. I guess we'll see how the contracts play out there, Clark. But uh, Jewel is smart and Johnson's dumb. Come on, man. I would have been fine if they brought back Johnson too. Um, I thought that either Johnson or Jewel would have been great. Um, I think that Johnson is a very, very good linebacker, and I hope he gets a good contract. Um, he's one that you don't want in space and coverage, but with his size and his mass, um, he's a really good option on third down. Why would you play the linebacker who can't cover that well in space when you could send him as a pass rusher, right? Like it's duh, no dip. So yeah. uh, Johnson's going to find himself a market. He's also really good uh, between the tackles. So I know that jewel was big as far as like helping him get in the right spot from time to time. But you know, Johnson's a very good linebacker as well. And I'm, I'm hoping he gets a good contract and a uh, little bit older than jewel. That might've been part of the con uh, the issue uh, or not the issue, but the reason the Broncos went with jewel instead of Johnson. Uh, but we'll see. I think Johnson's going to get a good contract. Teams are looking for linebackers who are so good against the run that they don't have to play as many linebackers or they don't have to play as many defensive linemen. 
Johnson can right. do that. Even though he's not a coverage guy, you know, it's even more important than having a linebacker who's small and can play in space, having one that's so dominant up front that you don't have to play as many of them. So that way you can play more defensive backs, more safeties. So that way you don't have to have a linebacker against a tight end. It's right. math. I mean, it's and, math. And I wasn't trying to say that Johnson's stupid or anything like that. No. I was just saying, I'm just more trying to hype up how much I appreciate Jewel and the under and the underappreciated things that he did on the field. Yeah. You know, Johnson most of the time was lined up in the right spot. There was just times where Jewel would see something that would trigger him to say, hey, move over just a little bit more. I think the play is coming right here. So th that's more of what I was trying to get at there with that. Uh, Claude Riley saying, go Broncos. Thank you, Claude. And yes, you know, it's it's exciting that the Broncos are making moves to uh, to compete. And I mean, the AFC West, I saw the, I think it was the Super Bowl odds. The top four teams in the AFC, it was Bills number one, then Chiefs, then Chargers, then Broncos. Yeah. So three of the four teams uh, for the top of the AFC and the AFC West. It's going to be quite the, the gauntlet to get through the AFC West this year. But we've got Michael Ronquillo coming in saying, good evening, Nick and Carl on building the Broncos and go Broncos. And Brandon, Brandon Reagan, the $5 super chat saying, I love what Denver is doing right now. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> there we go. How would you guys feel about Zadarius Smith, linebacker in the rotation with our signings? Can't have enough pass rushers. You know, I, I love the player. Yeah. And if you can get him on there's some talk because he missed last season that he'd maybe take a one year prove it deal. I, I would be okay with that, but it's gotta be a prove it deal. I, you can't sign him to a big deal after you've just signed Randy Gregory. You just don't have the cap space to make that work. I mean, you do, but you don't want to get yourself so far out there. I mean, you don't want to become, I always think of the Philadelphia Eagles when they, they talked about how they had just this superstar team and then they were terrible. You know, it was almost like they just got so many big contracts. They didn't have the depth and a lot of things just happened and players weren't working well together. And, uh, you know, so again, if he wants to come on a one year prove it deal, by all means, please get that guy here. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'd be interested as well. I mean, we're talking about some luxury signings here. I don't think that would be, I know I got sun in my face. It's this time of year. We had daylight savings time. I'm trying to figure it out. Um, but they canceled um, that now. They, I, it's, I saw that. I don't know how I feel about it. I'm still processing. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to get sunburned in my face. Yeah, it's, we got it like, glaring perfectly. I can't complain too much because we got some westward sun here. And with our heat being out, that has made a big difference in the temperature of our house. So thank you, sun. We love you when you show up. Um, but right now, you're kind of cramping my style. Um, thank you, Mile High Mike. Yeah, I think having some uh, hard time here. So uh, some other cornerbacks. I want to talk about cornerbacks here. I would say everybody knows right tackle is the Broncos' biggest remaining need. Yes, of course, if Leo Collins is cut, I would love for the Broncos to go get him. There are other options out there. They're not glamorous, but that's unfortunately the reality of the right tackle market. You know, you have Morgan Moses, you have Bobby Massey, you have Dennis Kelly, you have Billy Turner, you have Riley Reef, you have Brian Bulaga. The, none of these guys are making you super excited, but all of them – are at least competent enough for like a one year, $5 million deal where you don't have to be like, if I don't get a corner a offensive tackle at pick 64, my season is tanked. If I don't trade up from 64, my season is tanked. You know, those are, those are the types of offensive tackles that are unfortunately available. You're not going to have all pros at every position every single year. As much as I was screaming at my TV for the Broncos to get Tristan Wirfs in that, uh, in that draft class, love Jerry Judy. Tristan Wirfs is a, a God at right tackle, but uh, Phil coming in. Guys, what's your opinion on, on Teron Arbstead, Joseph Noteboom, and TJ Jones? Name TJ Jones doesn't stick out to me for some reason. Um, Joseph Noteboom just signed a big, decently big contract to return to the Rams with Andrew Whitworth announcing his retirement officially today. Uh, Teron Armstead, if the Broncos had a desperate need at tackle and they had cap space, 
I'd be about it. He's a great athlete. Came from, oh God, I can't remember what school he played at. It was like like Arkansas, Southwestern Arkansas State or something like that. Freak athletes. Um, and people say the cap, the cap doesn't matter. The cap is a myth. Cap isn't a myth because otherwise the Saints wouldn't be letting Tur on Armstead walk. Uh, but he's going to get a big deal. I don't think Denver is going to be in the market for him uh, at all. You're going to look for more of a, if Leo Collins becomes available, we'll talk. But I don't think you're going to be talking about a Teron Armstead level tackle, which you bring him in and then you kick Garrett Bowles over to right tackle. I, you're probably just finding a plug right tackle type of guy. Right. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, the Joseph Noteboom, didn't he just sign his new deal? with the yes with yep. the Rams. So 100%. good, good for him. You know, he's been sitting behind uh, probably a hall of famer all these, these years and yeah. uh, he gets his chance. I think he'll do pretty good. Abraham Lucas, if he's there at 64, how'd you feel about that? Nick? I'd love it. Uh, I'd be shocked if he's there at 64, uh, but we'll see. I don't know what uh, Brittany's talking about here. Super disrespectful, but um, we appreciate you, Brittany, either way. Uh, you can let us know in the comments what it is, um, but uh, maybe it's the the glare on my face is super disrespectful or me just dis- people saying about my the sun in here. But anyway, Brittany, we appreciate you. Uh, maybe it's the Raider hate that we're talking about here. Um, but cornerbacks, um, that interests me. So I'd say that's the Broncos' biggest position besides the offensive tackle. Uh, Bryce Callahan would be a great get. Still, he's still out there. Um, maybe somebody like a – I know Desmond King just signed. That's unfortunate. But Isaiah Oliver um, – a lot of the guys who end up being really good signings are those ones who were not on very good teams, kind of starting to get it together. Sorry, Scott, the Falcons fan here. And then um, you can sign them, start to see them breaking out, but something happens, like an injury or something. Isaiah Oliver, former Colorado Buffalo, been a really good cornerback there, was across from uh, Chidobia Wuzier and a played slot there for Atlanta this year and looked pretty good there. So he might be an interesting buy low option that you could bring back. Uh, Jason Vrett also sticks out to me. And there's been some talk about Chris Harris Jr. I think he's pretty darn far down the list. Number one lame name to keep an eye on is Darius Williams from the Rams. Obviously, as you everyone knows him, he hasn't signed yet. He's got a little bit of inside outside ability. I am really, really interested in uh, Ijiro Ivaro, or excuse me, in uh, Darius Williams being a signing for the Broncos uh, tomorrow even. Yeah, I, I would hope. I mean, if he does sign, it's a good sign that the coach really liked him enough to want to bring him in. If he doesn't sign him, then you're kind of like, okay, why didn't he want to bring in his one, his own guy that played pretty well this last year? Uh, so, and you said Oliver, yeah, the Colorado guy. I remember watching him. I remember in a, a Broncos mock draft that I, I did where like we had 32 GMs and I was the Broncos guy. And it took us like three weeks to do the whole draft. Uh, I took Isaiah Oliver in the second round for the Broncos and was really happy about that pick. And he just, he hasn't been able to stay healthy. You know, that, that's been one of his main issues. You know, he, he's never been able to get healthy enough to improve. Mm-hmm. And it seems like when he starts showing some signs, all of a sudden, boom, he's injured again. So, you know, I think that's going to be one big thing to watch with this defense next year. You got a lot of guys who have injury histories. You know, if you're looking at the starting 11, I feel pretty darn good about that group. But I also look at him and I say, Randy Gregory, injuries, Bradley Chubb, injuries, um, Darby, injuries. You know, Jewel, another one, has injuries. Browning has had some ups and down injuries. So are all these guys going to be able to stay healthy? You know, and, and every team's going to have that question, obviously. But, you know, that, that's where, again, do we have the depth then? After you've made all these trades, do you have the depth to fill in after those guys? Yeah. Absolutely. And also John Boyce and Arkansas Pine Bluff. I knew it. I could picture that big lion <laughs> head for their logo. Um, but uh, you're absolutely right. Um, also, it's Michael Ron Keo. That's a 
I was promised, you know, Baxter, I don't speak Spanish. That's one of my biggest regrets in high school. I took French like a, like a fool. Uh, Michael Ronquillo, of course. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you, uh, Michael. We appreciate you. Colton coming in here saying, uh, how about Clayus Campbell uh, for a good price on the defensive line? I heard he has some interest in moving to Colorado. He is from Colorado originally. I think he's actually from Denver. Um, and he'd be one that I would be interested in. You're looking to get more pass rush. He's probably somebody who's going to be rotational um, f- at this point in his career. But the length he has, the versatility he has, um, and also you talk about a guy who can, he's a no BS kind of guy. I mean, he's fun, big, jolly giant, but like he's, he's an adult in the room. And if you have any concerns about, uh, Randy Gregory, I, which sounds like we shouldn't, but, uh, if you have any concerns bringing in a veteran leader, uh, like a Clayus Campbell, who has been at teams that have one, um, especially with how things are done in Baltimore, that would interest me. Um, especially filling that, uh, leadership void as an elder statesman, uh, for that, uh, Broncos defensive line. Right. I mean, it, it all depends on the contract because he is 36 years old. And for a defensive yep. lineman, that is way up there. <laughs> yep. But he, he's shown that he's pretty ageless at times. Yep. Um, and, and like I said, he'd be in a rotation here in Denver. He wouldn't have to be the man. Yep. He could be just part of that rotation. And so great name to throw out there. Like I said, coming home, sometimes at this point in their careers, these guys are just looking for, you know, like I said, getting close to family. They're, they're looking for the right environment. Mm-hmm. And right now it looks like Denver is one of those places. A lot of people are really liking. I mean, part of getting Wilson here was Peyton Manning talking to him. He called yeah. Peyton Manning and said, what do you think about Denver? How is this? And, and I love that. You get to see that transition from Elway talking to, to Manning and saying, you got, you're going to love Denver. Now Manning talking to, to Wilson saying, you're going to love Denver. And I, I just, I, I have this dream that like, you're going to get this like retirement of quarterbacks that just live in Denver and they have like their own neighborhood. And you know, they just, they're out there watering their lawn and, Oh, Hey John. Hey, Isn't Peyton, that a bleacher you know? report thing? Like a bleacher report cartoon skit where they have the, uh, I, what is it? I think it should work? be. Yeah. And, be, and yeah. so that's just, that's my dream someday to walk into that neighborhood and be like, yeah, this is amazing. All of my favorites right here. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, we got some people in the chat guys, let us know what you still want the Broncos to do. Obviously we're looking at, uh, tackles and slot corner. I'd say the biggest positions left, but something now it's a little bit of fun. And I'll see some questions here. What is the Broncos cap going to be? Still haven't seen what the DJ Jones contract looks like. Still haven't seen what the uh, Josie Jewell contract looks like from a year to year. And the Broncos also have a lot of contracts that uh, they can convert from base salary to bonuses down the line, which could create a lot more cap space if the Broncos are so inclined. Um, I'm interested in some luxury signings from some people here. Uh, The one that I think would be really interesting for the Broncos as a luxury signing that I've heard, I heard early on some connection here. I don't know what his market is at all, but if he is looking for a contract like he got last season, sign me up. Javion Clowney signed a one-year, $7 million contract for the Cleveland Browns last year as a versatile kind of Swiss Army knife player. He never really figured out his hands. He's had injury issues. But that dude, if you get him a one-on-one matchup, he will destroy the blocker and he will drive them back. And uh, I think you have concerns about the run defense of Randy Gregory. Well, now you're going to rotate him in obvious sub, in obvious base packages where they're running. He, he's off the field. Um, I have Jadavion Clowney on the edge there. You're going to run Twinton stunts games with him. I could be a dominant uh, five technique. I think you could do a lot of stuff with three technique as well. Um, and if it's about getting after the passer and creating some chaos up front, getting a height, weight, speed freak like Clowney on a one-year $7 million contract like he just got from the Browns, luxury or not, I'm hunting. And that would be a signing that would make me really excited about the, uh, the Broncos. Obviously, he's kind of been a mercenary for a bit now in the NFL, but he interests me a good bit. Yeah, I, I think of he's one of those guys that is, I think, overestimated his market on yeah. a, a regular basis. Just thinking, I am 
this top tier guy. I should be getting top tier money, all those kind of things. And he's just, he's like right on that edge. Like there's just one thing missing from him becoming that elite player. Because you look at, like I said, height, weight, speed guy, he's got it all. Um, but he just hasn't quite always put it together. I mean, he doesn't have the bend. And like I said, he just doesn't always think through his pass rush moves. And I don't know. There, there's just a lot there that that's missing at times. But you, like I said, if you're looking for a guy to come off the bench and make some some splash plays and really wreak havoc, I, I'm for it too. But we got Travis saying, I know the season hasn't started, but sure feels like winning to me. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's – I always caution with free agency. If you win free agency – you probably lose in the season. You know, Washington, yeah. all those years, they would win free agency. They'd pay all this big money. The Jaguars have become the new Washington. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, Nick Corti, the, the guy for over the cap, he was talking about how Jacksonville has like reset the market and all these different teams and, uh, and all these different positions. And then like, he's helped all these teams get, or the Jaguars have helped all these teams get all these comp picks because they overpay for guys. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's true. They just, they go out there and they spin big. And then two years later, they're cutting all those guys and spinning big on the next group. And it just, unfortunately, it doesn't seem to work out when you pay big in free agency. Yeah. It's kind of the, it's a tough thing because you have them paying big and on bad guy. I mean, the contract they gave Christian, uh, Kirk, the contract they gave, uh, Aluakon is just like crazy for, those are fine players, but you like paid them, you know, twice as much as they probably should be getting, which is insane. And yeah. uh, you're right about cutting them. So they're losing the comp game. But then on the other hand, you have the Indianapolis Colts who sit there with all the cap space in the world and don't do anything. So there's got to be a happy <laughs> middle ground there. I don't know. Um, Jennifer makes a good point here. Uh, Jadavian Clowney knows uh, Wilson as well because they did play together in Seattle. Um, I just think it would be a really interesting fit for the Broncos, especially if you're worried about um, if you want to play less linebackers, having a guy who's his size and power can help you do that on some stuff. And you're going to have to rotate no matter what on your front line. Um, the other guy that comes to mind to me here as a rotational kind of a, a luxury signing, but I just love the narrative here. Jeremy Sean coming in here, honey badger. Uh, Eric got us last night, last night saying, Hey, maybe Baltimore watch out there. Didn't happen. If the Broncos are going to be trying to live in dime uh, a lot, honey badger being a slot court, uh, slot safety, a uh, one who can come in and play the box, you know, play that robber role uh, would be a lot of fun. Um, he's got a lot of personality and just, this is just for the narrative, uh, the revenge or the revenge factor. The narrative on that side would be amazing. You know, getting back of the chiefs. It's like Neil Smith all over again, going from Kansas city to Denver to harass, uh, whoever the heck, I guess Elvis Gerback or somebody who the chiefs had at quarterback back then. God, that's when I was probably like five or six years old. How do I remember that name? Um, but, uh, I think honey badger, if the Broncos are really trying to live in as much, uh, sub package as they are saying, that would be an interesting, interesting signing. Yeah. I, I mean, I I've hated watching him across from the Broncos wreak havoc, yeah. make plays left and right, just seem to be always in the right position. And he was, he, I think the chiefs are going to miss him more than they realize. Mm-hmm. Like I know they, they just signed, was it J.R. Reed or not Justin Reed, Justin Reed. There we go. Yep. Um, and, and he's a fine safety, but yeah. the honey badger, like I said, he, he's just, always all over the field. Seems like he knows what the defense or the offense is trying to do. And he's just making plays. And so for the Broncos, yeah, you want to get to six defensive backs. That's a pretty good one to add. And like I said, the revenge factor, man, those chiefs Broncos games would be, be quite the thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. We also get some Broncos should get Sue. Obviously Vaughn would be a great uh, luxury signing as well. I just don't know if he's as, 
The thing that that makes me interested about Clowney is that he's so versatile where if you play, he's a heavy edge or he's an inside uh, pass rusher. So you can get them all on the field at the same time. Will be really interesting. Um, yeah, here we go. Honey Badger would be great signing. Plus he's from LSU. Um, Carl, speaking of LSU, what do you think about the likes of, uh, what is the interior offensive line going to look like? Obviously the Broncos brought in Ben Bradison here. Uh, Michigan has never given up a pressure in his career. Only nine offensive snaps, Ooh. but, um, yeah, right. Sample size is everything, but, um, what is the makeup of this Broncos interior offensive line uh, next year? For real, I got who, who's starting, who's out? Because right now, there's going to be some guys who are not going to be on the roster. If I had to to place my bet today, it would be Dalton Reisner at left guard, Graham Glasgow at center, and Quinn Miners at right guard. I, I feel like that's what the Broncos want to do. They just, I, I think Cushenberry has been okay, and he improved this last year. I do worry about his fit in the the wide zone scheme, and and I think the Broncos just want more. You know, they they want guy a guy they can really trust to really just take control of the whole offensive line. Mm-hmm. Cushenberry, unfortunately, just center. It takes a while to get used to that. You're doing the line calls, you're doing everything else, and then you still have to go out there and do your job. And and he's just had his struggles. He's been out of position. He's let guys through. And I just feel like they're going to feel a lot better. And I think Russell Wilson will feel a lot better knowing yep. that he has Graham Glasgow in front of him. Yep. Absolutely. It would be really interesting there. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the, uh, oh gosh, who was it? Um, the Steelers. They just signed uh, James Daniels, who would I think would have been a good fit for the Broncos. He got like three years, $24 million for a 24-year-old center. It's a pretty good deal um, for a guy who's still ascending um, and a good scheme fit. So, <clears throat> excuse me, lentils today for lunch. I have. I think I had one in my tooth there. Um, evening Hick and Carl on Broncos country. Did we go after Gregory because Chandler, jo- Chandler Jones is going to be too expensive? I think that the market for Chandler Jones is definitely a reason for this. And I think if they had the same contract where, I mean, let's be honest, the Randy Gregory, he's only the 26th highest paid at edge rusher right now in a year where he hit free agency and he's under 30 years old. Now that's pretty shocking to me. You're not paying a total premium for him uh, compared to what the edge market actually is. And he's got a lot of talent. So there's a reason he was not the most expensive guy. There's some risk there, but still. So Chandler Jones, definitely. I think that's part of it. And it's also not just, it's not just Chandler Jones. Like, would you rather have Chandler Jones or Randy Gregory plus Leo Collins, plus another defensive back, plus another defensive tackle? You know, that's, you, you can fill out more of the roster there. And on the defensive side of the ball, it's more about completeness, the depth, the whole picture, rather than one elite player on that side of the ball. So, um, I definitely think that's part of it. And that's a good shout out there, Eric. We appreciate you and a good comment. Well, I'd say unless your name's Aaron Donald, then it doesn't matter who's around you. I mean, they still had the trade for two first round picks to bring in Jalen Ramsey and then go. I I mean, you're you're right. Absolutely. He's, he's (laughs) different. He's a unicorn in a land where of unicorns, right? He's he's unicorns, unicorn. All right. Got Lawrence Rivera coming in saying, did the Rams saying sweep these picks change some of the, or, Oh Yeah these picks change some of the GM's minds. You know, it, I, I don't think, Oh, twist. Okay. Um, oh, okay. I got you. Um, anyway. Yeah. I, I think it changed some, but most teams have been doing this. Most teams have been doing this. I yeah. mean, the chiefs, like I said, they did it with trading for like Frank Clark. Then yeah. this last year they traded for their left tackle. And so I, I think you, you've already seen some of this teams just when they realize they got an opportunity, you go for it. Now, the Rams just took it to the extreme, and they've been taking it to the extreme for a long time. And they've just been like, well, we don't care. We're just going to keep throwing them out there. We feel like we've got the talent. We're going to go get players we know. And so I think I think you're starting to see teams realize a lot more also 
draft picks just don't matter as much as the media and fans make it out to be. They matter, but like okay, they're only they as good as matter. people picking them, you know, like they're, they're not guarantees. Right. Um, and it but, depends on your window too. I mean, not to get too nerdy here, but I mean, it's like Lord of the Rings where they're, they're holding yeah, on yeah, to that man. ring. My precious, you know, like they just, they can't let it go and they're going to have to do everything possible to hold on to it, chase them to right. clear down to, uh, to the volcano. And uh, so, you know, again, I, I think you're going to see the Broncos like they've already done, get rid of some draft picks. And if there's an opportunity to continue to improve this team, go for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, bottom line from Jeremy Sean says you need a quarterback to compete. God, it's so great to not be having to talk about that when we're talking about, oh, the Broncos are drafting edge rusher. Won't matter until they get a quarterback. But uh, hey, when they get that quarterback, we can take off. We're taking off, baby. Travis Weber, I know injuries have plagued him, but I wouldn't mind having Paradis back. I, I think injuries have plagued him to the point where you are. He's he's detrimental on the field there. Um, I think his time is done. Maybe the issue is also he's if you're not good enough to start, you need to be versatile. And he's a center only outside zone guy. So it's sorry, but I think you're probably your time is probably done um, in that regard. But, uh, you know, who knows? Um, you, you're not really signing in a pure backup center. They need to be a center and guard versatile kind of player. You just don't, don't have enough roster spots. Um, Travis sitting there at say we stay put at 64. Are there any tackles that would be a good deal there? We had answered this one a little bit this morning. Thank you for the support, Travis. A name that sticks out to me is uh, Abraham Lucas. If he's there, I would love him. I know that Eric isn't as high on him as me. He keeps screaming Braxton Jones until my ear is going to fall off from Southern Illinois or Southern Utah. Um, but I think Abraham Lucas power five program, multiple schemes, left tackle, right tackle. He interests me a lot. Um, Nicholas petit Fier also is another one to keep an eye on Ohio State. Uh, he's interesting, and I'm curious to see what the see what happens with Bernard Raymond. His arms fall being, I think they were sub 33, which is scary. I think they measured 33 at the Senior Bowl and like 32 and seven eighths at the Combine. That is a red flag, but the fact that he might—that's the reason that he might be there at 64. So those are the three names that stick out to me. Um, but Abraham Lucas, I think, is a tier above. Then we got John coming in here with the super chat saying draft picks matter when you land them correctly. And yeah, you're, you're right. And I, the Super Bowl for the Broncos, they had a lot of great yeah. players that were drafted. Von Miller, uh, Trevathan, Derek Wolf, Malik Jackson. You know, there, there's plenty of guys that they drafted. Yeah. And and you need a mixture of both. That's yeah. that's the thing. You, you can't just completely rely on the draft. You can't completely just rely on free agency. You got to figure it all out. You got to balance it out. And that's, that's what the Broncos did when they won their Super Bowl. And yeah. hopefully that's what we're going to see here moving forward for the Broncos. Yeah, absolutely. Michael Ronquillo coming in here saying, great show tonight. Hopefully I got that name right, Michael. I got to get your name right if you're going to come in here and support us so much on building the Broncos. Go Broncos. We also had a question here. Dave Millage asked a few. I want to get to Dave real quick before we get out of here because we appreciate you don't have to be doing supers or stars to get your comment read. And Dave has been in here helping us out. Uh, being from Ontario, do you think Miners continues to improve? Someone suggested he could be our new pot roast. Um, I love the the belly. Um, a lot of the, I mean, it was kind of weird seeing at the combine. Now I think the bodies have uh, changed for the offensive linemen. See even Evan Neal out there, right? But Quinn Miners a little <laughs> bit of throwback with that belly. Um, yeah, he can continue to improve. He's a great athlete. Um, he was coming from Division three for a year where he didn't play football and just kind of trained. Obviously, he was one of the ones that actually worked with the uh, Duke Manyweather uh, masterminds, mm -hmm. I believe. Uh, Quinn Miners. So another uh, tieback from the earlier in the episode. But of course, he can still improve. I'm curious to see how much he can improve because he's got a lot of tools and he's got the the temperament that you want for somebody as an offensive lineman. You know, he's, he's a dude. Um, I'm really excited to see what he can do this season. Uh, Gary leads Palmer. Speaking of a dude, thank you, Gary, for joining us today. We appreciate you. Thanks for the support. Um, 
And yeah, guys, we're at an hour. I got dinner reservations for uh, my wife's birthday, so we need to get on out of here. As uh, James Hyatt says, uh, hit that like on the way out, people. We appreciate you. Make sure you are following Carl on, on Twitter. Carl is at Carl Dumbler, MHH, and I am at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, please follow us at BTB Football Pod, as well as at Mile High Huddle. Um, if you guys haven't done so yet, make sure you go to Facebook.com and follow us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle Pod, as well as forward slash Mile High Huddle. Um, number one thing you can do support us, please subscribe, like, and share Facebook or YouTube. I see we're at 65 right now. We got an angry look here from Lawrence Rivera. Don't be angry at us, Lawrence. We appreciate you. Um, but please, yeah, subscribe, like, and share to this channel on YouTube. A lot of good moves here. Broncos bringing in three big, uh, three big players in Randy Gregory from the Cowboys, Ed Drusher, interior defensive lineman, DJ Jones from the 49ers and bringing back Josie Jewell to man the inside linebacker spot. Uh, still got a couple of holes here to fill right tackle in the cornerback or the Nichols slot position, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the Broncos still got a little cap space left. It seems like still got some moves. People want to come here and AFC West is going to be a lot of fun. Make sure you guys are tuning in with us. Cause the fun is really just getting started, man. It's we're, we're it's not BS anymore. You know, I'm not going to sit here and be like anything can happen because anything can happen. I full belief is back in Denver. Full belief is back here on building the Broncos. At least if I'm speaking for myself and uh man, Great time. Great time to be a following the Denver Broncos and being a part of mile high huddle. Carl, love you. We're going to see you guys later. I was just saying it's quiet. Um, we'll, see you, we'll see you guys later. Choose kindness, choose compassion. Go Broncos. You've been listening to building the Broncos. Join Broncos country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. 